Hi, we are doing a quick segment about Dark Mouse, The Climb and Other Tales, a project currently on Kickstarter that is going to end on May 5th. It is a wonderful story created by Nathaniel Osoyo, and he's poured a lot of love into this book. It is Dark Mouse, The Climb and Other Tales on Kickstarter. It's also under projects we love on Kickstarter, so usually on the front of the Kickstarter page. Congratulations to Nathaniel. Hello, all you sexy listeners. We have a huge announcement. For the first time ever, all the hosts of Yes, a Stripper podcast will be doing a live show on May 15th at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Our hosts will be doing performances, there will be guest interviews, and you'll get to ask questions live on the air with our hosts. Tickets are donation-based, and you can find them on yesastripperpodcast.com. Please join us for the first ever All Hopra's Extravaganza. I used to, it's so weird, I used to like want to be quiet. I like wanted to be shot. Like I envied people who could like shut the fuck up. I was like, <laughs> like I really didn't know. I know that's so weird, but I like wanted to be like demure and quiet. Okay. And I uh-huh. like could, like could not like help myself. Like I really really like desired to not be a loud mouth and to be whatever. But like I couldn't help it. Like I had a friend who was really really quiet and shy. And I was like really jealous. Was, like, <laughs> she probably was like, oh my God, like I hated it. Like I was like socially so anxious. Whereas I was like, it'd be nice to shut the fuck up. And, like, <laughs> so, and I like, what a relief to just be silent. everyone welcome to comedy girl crush podcast i'm kate siegel i'm nikki urban and our guest today is the amazing uh, tv writer she's a uh stand-up comedian does improv it's carly garber but before we talk to carly garber let's talk to kate kate what's up mm, not a mucho um i theoretically had a job interview last week um <laughs> i will let you know how that go that, that went excellent <laughs> the next time we see each other excellent um yeah, I don't know. Not a lot. Uh, wedding stuff moving along. Sweet. Chicken, chicken, chicken. We had our walk through at the museum today. Oh. It was very nice. Ooh, excellent. It's going to be a little complicated, but it's crazy. We get the whole bottom foyer of the museum, like uh-huh. all of it. Like all. That's so exciting. So crazy. Are there dinosaurs? Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh my Dinosaurs, god! And then the reception's gonna be in like the hall of taxidermied animals. Ah! Uh-huh. I'm screaming right now. I'm so glad I would get to go to this. Also kid friendly because kids are my favorite. Oh yeah. everyone was like, Are you guys gonna let kids at your wedding? I was like, let. I mean yeah. let. Kids are real fun They're at people. weddings. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm gonna tell people like, oh, you can't bring your kids. I had so much fun going to weddings when I was a kid. Oh my god, yeah. Yeah, dude. That's like where kids get to they get to stay up late, they get to be around their drunk family. Yes. It's like such a rite of passage, yes. dude. Yes. And they get to like dance around yeah. and like you know, it's a hoot. Kids at a wedding. It's a necessary part of a wedding in my opinion. That being said, I did not want kids at my wedding. <laughs> Just because the level of drunk that I knew was going to happen and like the circumstances with that, I was like, 
Yeah. For real. It wasn't like the space for it. There were a bunch of like airplane parts all around. Oh, oh. Got, got married in this like airplane hanger hanger type thing where they take like airplane parts and turn it into like furniture oh, that's or cool. like yeah it was, so it was cool like but they had like like the, they actually had like a cool stage and lighting set up and stuff like that and like a cyclorama where they do their like their pictures for oh, their products cool. um so it was like really cool uh but also dangerous yeah <laughs> like, yeah def. uh it was already pretty dangerous having that many very drunk people yeah yeah Jules uh, is very jealous that you are having it in the, the space that you are, like the the history, you know. Yeah. Um, just because he likes dinosaurs a lot, it's, uh, so it's he's cool. He was like, he gave like the, oh, yeah, th- that face. Like, oh, oh, oh. You guys get oh, oh. my favorite is like where our friends get to fucking dress up. I know in that's cool the best. clothes and come take pictures at the Natural History oh Museum, my gosh. drinking and like having fun. This is so great. It's a it's gonna be a good party. It's ugh, I'm so excited. I can't wait. <laughs> I can't wait. How are you doing? I'm good. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm chilling. <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> What's going on? Um, just I say uh, prepping for um this fundraiser. Honestly, I know we usually save the like promote oh, yeah. promoting talk for the end. Like, oh my god, to- I just noticed your fucking T Rex T shirt. Sorry, I just got uh-huh. so distracted. Oh, <laughs> I can't so believe I just noticed that T Rex with like a, a like a little fucking trucker hat, trucker hat on, <laughs> a white trash. I think I got hat. this from uh like. CK Kimball was gonna do like drop these off at like Goodwill oh. and I was like well I need this yeah. I need this you don't understand I'll take that yeah, yeah. um so sorry interrupting oh. you fucking prepping for the fundraiser yeah prepping, just prepping for the fundraiser you made right? a great flyer what thank you it's great thank you um very <laughs> happy sappy vibes oh yeah I yeah. know that's my that's my aesthetic. I was like, don't ask me to make you something. This is what's flashy and would catch my eye. If yeah. I saw this on Instagram, this is what my eyes would be like. Oh, what's this? Totally. Yeah. But yeah. I can't speak for other people. You know, I'm just like, this is what's interesting to me. Goodbye. No, it's really interesting. Like, I feel like uh, there is a big shift away from like minimalist, you know, clean yeah. design whatever and it's like we're like back to like yeah fucking maximalism like colors prints patterns yeah yeah Uh, i'm into it i'm into it you know who who else i'm into would it be carly Carly garber Garber? oh i came here to talk privately (laughs) in in private i thought we were having a one-on-one i thought this was therapy did i come to the wrong place Uh, once again Um, uh it is kind it can be therapy yeah it can be but you know it doesn't have to be (laughs) you're like you're like uh if it is gonna be i'm gonna charge you just let us know in advance yes very hard to find a therapist Uh, i feel like i feel like we could do an okay job though like just as long as you don't like sue us for malpractice no no i also wonder like why are there no tag team there <laughs> why can't you why can't you have like two women as, as you're there like why oh does my god one yeah. yes. doctors have a team of people yeah. yes. you should, like, look at results and they're like oh what does yeah. this look like to you what does this look like to you i want to be good cop bad cop yeah, yeah. 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 my therapist um physician there's something called like a if you're i mean 
no one should ever have to know this, but like there's something called the tumor board where like if you have a case, like a cancer case, they like bring it to the tumor board of the doctors and they all like discuss. And that's what therapy, (laughs) they should bring your mental health issues to a board of people and they should all discuss what they yeah think totally wow I think, I think you're onto something there um, I, I just invented something uh, thank I, you I will say I feel like I do that with my friends about Valid, our mutual totally. friends yeah. we're all like wait but like she's autistic right yeah. we like things we diagnosed oh yeah. yeah I do a lot of I do a lot of diagnosing yes of myself yeah WebMD has been real helpful although not so much WebMD lately no I don't look at any symptoms anymore. I don't. Yeah. I just Good. stopped. I had like the first ever t- yesterday. Literally, I had. Um, I've never had this happen before. I get migraines, but like they hurt. Like they're like never like any crazy thing happened. But I was just in the car, and I was shopping at Century City because. I'm luxurious. Uh, <laughs> and I started having like an aura in my vision, like I had distorted oh. vision. So like I like it, in the corner of my eye, it looked like pixelated. It was oh. so insane. And you probably, weren't on shrooms. No, I was on shrooms. <laughs> okay. uh, I should have double checked though. But, no, it was so yeah, it was so weird. It lasted like 15 minutes. I didn't have oh. a headache or anything though. I was like totally fine except for the fact that I like couldn't drive. And I was like, I have to pull over. And Oh my God, um, that's wild. That was really weird, but... And then no. did you look it up and it's definitely it, a brain tumor? It's definitely a brain tumor. I'm, yeah. Okay. I, oh, no. Well, I shouldn't have because then I, yeah, then here's the thing. You know what pops up with like, it'll, it's like, okay, what's happening? Like, uh, my butt is a train, let's say, like yeah, something yeah. Really, but like something benign, like, you know. Yeah. And I guess it's not that, that benign. I don't know. I, I have looked at <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, you've got to look at it. It's like yeah. my butt's itching. What's Why is going my butthole so itchy? And then it starts with like some, it's like this, these panels on Google where you can like, it's like, okay, like you're just sweating in yeah. your ass, right? And then right. you scroll. And as you scroll through the different conditions, it just gets like worse yes. and worse and worse. And it's, it's like, like tapeworms. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was like, it was like, okay, maybe you have a Fisher, maybe you have a what's it called a hemorrhoid, and then it's like anal cancer, like <laughs> everything. Ter- like you're at you're a gaping hole, and you're just like fuck. Like I don't know. Yeah. Anyways, I'm doing well. Yeah. How are you guys? How are you guys? I love that we we've, we've gotten immediately into this. Like yeah, that's kind of the way I am. I'm yeah, so sorry. Yeah, I was like, I'm we didn't really even like sorry. fully intro you. I mean, we did <laughs> we did intro you off uh off our record here. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, but it is it is very cool to have you on. Uh, you're very funny. Um and clever. Thanks, guys. <laughs> You're funny and clever. Oh uh, yeah, actually, I wanted to tell you this. I totally forgot. Lauren, out of nowhere, just showed me a video you posted on TikTok. And, oh my god! And I was like, oh my god! I know. It was the pan video you yeah, posted. The pan, the pan vid. Yeah. He was like, oh, I thought you'd find this funny, and I was like, I do, but also I know that person. That's so funny. I I had never really. It's so bizarre. I had never. I was really anti, I was an anti TikTok. I just not like, I felt old. I was like, I don't know mm-hmm. yeah. how to use this. And right I now, felt yeah. really weird about it. And then I just like randomly made that video. And, but then I started going like into the, I'm in sucked in now. Like I'm okay. into the, not of like even making videos of like, just like I all mm. day, just like, which is really bad. It's horrible. It's like, scroll, it's the worst yeah. thing I've ever, it's horrible. I don't recommend it. I don't recommend getting <laughs> into it. It's literally like brain, like, Carter was like, you're act. My boyfriend was like, you're actively like jizzing on your brain cells. He was like, this is so <laughs> bad. I was like, I know it's like it's garbage. It's just constant garbage. Yeah. and I love it. And I watch like it for four hours. My screen time went up so much. I was oh my like, god! It's actually it's ruining my life. I shouldn't have posted that video. It's ruining. My life. <laughs> 
it was very innocuous. It was nice to have like a very innocuous comedy thing where like because it was about a baking sheet yeah. where yeah. like no one had anything bad. There's nothing bad you could yeah. possibly like clean comedy. Clean, clean, yeah. yeah, I'm getting into Some clean, clean comedy. 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 <laughs> I'm finally into it. Oh my god, I'm gonna go on the road in like the south. I don't know. Watch out, Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> Watch out, other clean comics. I don't know. Yeah, Ellen? Ellen is Ellen. Do would you consider Ellen if if, if you saw her? Oh, I don't think I've ever yeah. watched her actual. Her pre- stand-up's clean. It's her pre. Clean. Oh really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Which is probably why she's a daytime talk show yeah. host. Yes. Yeah. 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 So sad about Bob, Bob Saget. Yeah. Yeah, it's really bummer. heartbreaking. It's been like a bummer of like a triple, like Louis, yeah. Bob, and then my roommate. This is so weird. Uh, our neighbor has a, had like an ancient dog. I mean, it was, I'm sad. Like the dog passed away. It was like a 17-year-old poodle or something. And he was like, death always comes in threes. Like, <laughs> Louis, <laughs> Bob Saget, and then we never knew that she's Russian, and her dog's name is something Russian, but we never could like fully understand what the dog's name was. Just like Louis, Bob, Kalishka, look, like, look, her name is like comes in threes, you know? I don't know. Oh my God. <laughs> it's very no. sad. Mm-hmm. Not Meatloaf, no. no. Oh, I forgot no. about Meatloaf. <laughs> but yeah. Oh, yeah, him too. No, Betty White. Oh, my God. It's been such a shitty year. Yeah, Betty White. Yeah, Yeah. it's been a really shitty year. It's been really crappy. It's only been a month. We're the last day of January. It's wild. It already feels like it's been six months. It does. It's crazy. But then in six months, we're going to be like, what? I know. We're going to be like, the year's gone. It's such a weird time. That's crazy. Truly. Yeah. Truly. Uh, Speaking of time, uh, tell us about uh, the time when you were growing up. (laughs) You see it like that. That was a good segue. It was really good. good (laughs) Um, Yeah. So you, uh, Kate tells me you grew up in Chicago. I did. I grew up a little outside of Chicago in Wilmette, which is just Ah. like a suburb a little bit north of the city. Okay. What was your family such like? Families. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I... uh, I'm very close with my my mom and my brother. I like that you had like a little laugh before. No, I, yeah, like, like, it was like I'm family. About it. Oh <laughs> yeah, you know them. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I, uh, I'm the youngest, if you couldn't tell. Uh, and I have an older brother who's like five years older than me. Um, and my my dad, I love, uh, passed away when I was like 13. So oh, okay. Um, but yeah, so we're we're like a small, small but like mighty crew, you know. <laughs> yeah. Be pretty funny together, like. Uh, I get think along. my my parent, my mom is very quick witted, and mm-hmm. uh, I think I definitely, and my dad was was very very funny too. Um, so I think yeah, I got like a lot of that probably from from them, and uh, and like my my brother and I are very different, but I think we have like the same dark sense of humor and mm-hmm. sort of find the same things funny but yeah i think like sir like you know it's i think dealing with like you know trauma and losing a parent and stuff like you just like partial like i'm sure that played into having to find an outlet and find things not not fucking <laughs> yeah. awful yeah. you know you have to like find a way to to cope so i'm sure that was like 
uh, related. Yeah. <laughs> were you making a lot of dead dad jokes and you're like, oh, yeah. like in high school? <laughs> no, yeah. all the, not maybe not high school. Maybe maybe a little later. But, too fresh. Too uh, fresh. <laughs> yeah, I immediately was like, my dad's dead. Everyone, um, I have a stand-up routine about yes, this. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes, immediately at like 14, I was like, guys, you want to hear my dead dad stuff? And they're like, um, Carly, it's a little soon. I was like, also, does anyone want to go out with me? And they're like, no. Uh, but yeah I think like you know it's all you know uh, we're we're I think like a lot of years of I think everyone in my family is sort of funny in their own way and it's like all influences at some point I'm sure yeah were you funny like growing up were you like a class clown or like Um, I guess how were you in school I used to it's so weird I used to like want to be quiet I, like, wanted to be shot. Like, I envied people who could, like, shut the fuck up. I was, like, <laughs> like I really didn't know. I know that's so weird, but I, like, wanted to be, like, demure and quiet. Okay. And I, uh-huh. like, could, like, could not, like, help myself. Like, I really, really, like, desired to not be a loud mouth and to be whatever, but, like, I couldn't help it. Like, I had a friend who was really, really quiet and shy and I was like really jealous. <laughs> I was like, he probably was like, "Oh my god!" Like I hated it. Like I was like socially so anxious. Whereas I was like, "It'd be nice to shut the fuck up." Like, oh, and I, like what a relief to just be silent. Um, like I was kind of the person who was always like buddy buddy with like a teacher for some. Not like yeah. it that way, but like yeah. you know, what I mean? <laughs> not what, in a weird what, way. way. Okay. And, like, oh, okay. and just like yeah, like I think I was probably. I, I do have a memory of being, I think this is like when, I think around fifth grade was when I got comfortable with being kind of like annoying and loud and <laughs> when I stopped like trying to like push it down. But uh, we had like a poetry contest or like a poetry thing where you had to like recite your thing out loud to your class. And it was like really like a, like a serious, like everyone was writing like really like <laughs> deep things. And I went up and I like thought this, po- I like thought the poem was really like, deep and like serious but it was about like a chair that I had as a kid and everyone was hysterically laughing but it was like in the way where it's like someone might be mortified but I was like enjoy like I like love that it was so funny but it, like it was supposed to I like thought it was like about a chair that I had and it was like colorful but I was like reading it and it like I expected like tears of like of like oh my god this is so deep but, like everyone was like dying laughing and I was like and that was like maybe the first time I like enjoyed making other people laugh you know oh Uh, i love that (laughs) i love that you weren't like you were like oh this is not the reaction i was expecting but i like this yeah i know right i think like maybe a lot of kids would have been like in which i probably should have been like extremely embarrassed by that like reaction to this very heartfelt poem. I was, like, I was like, my colorful chair. And everyone was like, this bitch, this is fucking hilarious. And I was like, um, not the intended reaction. But, but yeah, I mean, I think, yeah, I think I would, I would say like, it that was, uh, humor is maybe the, I've said this, like, I'm bad at most things. Like I'm, like, I'm bad, bad at so many things. And for a long time, you know, like I would say, like I'm sure you. I don't know where you got. You grew up in California, right? Mm-hmm, and I don't, yeah. Where did you grow up? Uh, Michigan and Florida. Okay, so you're like say like no one tells you that this can become a career. Oh, no yeah, one really yeah. like unless right. you're from here or unless you have yeah. some very intuitive parents or teachers. Like maybe now more so because of social media and because you can connect with people who do this stuff. But like 
no one was like being a TV writer is like a job you can have. Right. You know what I mean? So like to me, I was like, I don't the fuck I'm going to like, I was like, I'm not good at any, like I don't, I don't know what, like other than writing, I was like, I don't really know. And then they tell you like, well, there's nothing you can do with that for the most part. Right. Like there's not much, like there are things, but they're not like fun. (laughs) They're (laughs) like, I don't know. And so I think I spent a long time being like, I don't like, like, I think it took me a long time to realize maybe like humor was the only thing I would like felt innately like able to, to do. And then to realize that you could actually like have a career from it and not just have it be like a little hobby or like something that you're just like have a knack for like and be like the funny person in your office yeah yeah, right. yeah. it's like everyone I, I did I had like a normal quote-unquote normal career before I moved out here I, I worked in PR and communications for a few years and yeah that was like it's like I'm just like the fun guy the fun lady <laughs> in the office like I'm gonna be I'm gonna write yeah. a newsletter like it's like what like <laughs> But I was like so miserable. <laughs> did, you, did you write a newsletter though? Was that your like no. creative? Oh I write recaps for my softball team. That was like that's like one of my favorite things to do. But um, oh my gosh, that's no, awesome. Um, but you know, it's like you. It took it took a longer route to realize that like it's not just like oh this isn't just like a fluke. I'm not just like this isn't something that's just a part of who I am. It's like what I'm supposed to to do. So were you per- were you performing like though like in the ways that you could or it's, creating? I was I was always like I would say I would always I've always written. Okay, I've always ri- written. <laughs> That's the grammar. Um, I no I I would write for the I would write for the newspaper in high school. Okay, and even then I remember like trying. To, I like had like an opinion column, which who the hell allowed me to do that in a while but I was already trying to like kind of more have it be satire and like move it toward like an oniony type thing rather than like do serious things and but I kept like to what I was saying earlier like I kept pushing those feelings kind of like down because I also didn't come from a lot of money and I think in my mind it was like well, to be successful, you have to have, like, a normal – you have to, like, get yeah. a nine-to-five. You can't just, yeah. like – so throughout college, I, I worked for the paper, and I – but I wasn't I wasn't writing. I was kind of doing, like, marketing stuff, and I had some opportunities to, like, perform or go audition for, like – I went to Indiana, and they had a really good um, improv and sketch team. But I was like, I, I don't have time for that. I have to, like, work on my PR career, like, my marketing <laughs> yeah. stuff. So I, like, pushed it down until I graduated college, and then I – started to do improv in Chicago and then I was like oh maybe there's maybe I shouldn't be doing what I've been working toward for the last million years but um yeah I think like it took a long time like most I think a lot of kids are like oh I was like performing at like six or something you know and I think right. there was a little bit of that but like I mostly like kept kind of kept like pushing it down until like, I had to talk to a therapist about that. <laughs> pushing down a lot of desires I had to just do things I thought I should do. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing to me when people be like, oh, yeah, you know, when I was 15, I knew who the showrunner on Conan O'Brien I know, was. There's some, what? Prodigy, yeah. there's some prodigies yeah. out there like, oh, okay. where you're like, oh, my God, I am yeah. never going to make it. <laughs> I feel the same way about there's like people like I didn't do improv until I graduated college and there was people I knew who did like college improv and I right. always felt they were like so I was like oh my god I should have been doing it in fucking college I was like yeah. what was I doing <laughs> I also think it's amazing because like I, I don't know if you guys feel this way but like when I started doing improv it was also it wasn't just like oh I'm I'm in I'm funny it was like my whole life like 
change, which sounds so, I should like be doing an ad for you. They <laughs> should hire me to like, I've been a cult. Um, you know, I, I started to like come out of my shell a little bit more and just stop. I stopped caring. I think a lot of what people thought in the way I used oh, to. Yeah. And, like, um, so yeah, I think like, would that have been great to have at 14 and <laughs> instead of 21? Maybe. I don't know, but I don't know. I had a thing where like we would do improv games and like drama club and there was like a little improv team at my like high school that a couple people put together. But I was like, so I knew improv existed, mm -hmm. but I was too afraid of it because it was like, oh, there's not a script and I don't trust my own brain. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I still have a no, <laughs> still, it's really hard. So yeah. I still have a hard time with improv. But I mean, like I like similar to that. I I went to a very a, high, a public high school that had a really good uh, arts like theater arts program. Mm, okay, and the kids who did it, who did the drama, were like serious. I was like serious, and there was uh, our school had something called Lanyap, which was like the sketch show for about school. Like it was like the uh, once a year. SNL type uh, thing about school. Oh, that's fun. And I didn't know there was there was writers, and I had like no, and I but I just always thought like oh like I'm not an actor, like I could never like do any of that, so I just like never did it. I like yeah. never tried to do it. Yeah. But shout out to those people who but, knew, who wrote that in high school. But what are they doing now? Like you're writing, you wrote an episode of Goldberg's that's coming out in March, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. It's very exciting. Yeah, yeah. Super exciting. I know. I hope. I hope just the first of me. I hope that's not the, that. That's it. And then I moved back home. No, uh, <laughs> then, no, no, no. you're no. way too funny. Like, yeah, you're way, too, way funny too funny and delightful. And you're moved you're delightful. back home immediately. Board up, board up my apartment here. No, um, no, it's great. I mean, it it was very hard work. I will say, like, I never yes. thought it would. It would. I think in my mind, like, I'll, some things here have been easier than I thought, and some things here have been like. Hard, way harder than <laughs> yeah. I and it's like one of those things you think you're gonna like waltz into when you get on a show and it's just like it was it was a lot of work but yeah very happy about it and happy it happened and uh you know it's good money <laughs> I don't know, no, I, don't know. <laughs> I mean yeah I'm only doing this for the money no the money helps when the money's good it like it almost makes up for all of the other shit that you were for like, all the low wage, the low wage, or yeah. like things you're paying to write on, yeah. like sketch oh, yeah. oh, teams you do yeah. for free. Yeah, yeah. Um, Speaking of which, CBS now pays uh, their CBS diversity, uh, which is yeah. very yeah. exciting, good which for them. How, yeah, that's how it should be. That always should have been because yeah. you're doing, you were like doing it all like during the day, during like normal working hours. Oh, yeah, yes, yeah. I remember. I'm missing so much of it because I was working. You were actually yeah. working. Yeah, and yeah. then I would come and I'd be like how do how do you how does this happen like unless yeah. you're you know but yeah no i think they always should have been we can go into that they're always paying their writers but yeah. um but it's good i'm glad that they changed um the structure and the format i yeah i I'm agree i think we're glad that needed it to, to change into what it is now. yeah yeah um they're good i think there should be more things like that actually like i feel like cbs yeah. is maybe the only one that does like some sort of like i vaguely remember like an nbc nbc has a couple showcases mm. but i don't know if they do like a sketch showcase that's like mm. writers and actors right. working together yeah they do stand up mm -hmm. and i think they just do like regular it was, it was really fun though like i look yeah. back and i'm like that was so much 
fun. I like wish there was. Guys, I think I'm just this whole thing has just been me missing. I miss like normal, yeah, normal comedy, comedy yeah. stuff. I know it's weird. It's very. It is a kind of like an existential like crisis thing when you're like, this is this was my life before. This is everything, and now what the fuck is? I know. Yeah. I'm like, how do I start? doing it yeah. Again. yeah like also being like it's sort of i don't know if you guys feel this way like i definitely like probably it's depression but it's like the feeling of like it's almost like overwhelming to even think about start to start doing it again feels so yeah, like, yeah. i think i miss being in school i think i need to go to grad school i, <laughs> I don't know. know oh my god oh, I, I think about my. this all the time though no you don't want to go to grad you school. Don't. <laughs> yeah okay yeah, yeah you're right <laughs> but i have that thought like probably yeah three who times doesn't a like have a passing thought of like oh i could Get a master's degree, right? Oh, I think about it. Yeah, yeah no, though, no no no, 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 no. Like I'm already like I've deferred my student loans for my undergrad so many times. Like oh God, I still, I still owe the same amount that I did when I left school. I, I just hope those. I, I'm. Just, I always say this to my friend. Like I'm not. She was like, I paid so much of it off, and I was like, Oh, I'm not. I'm not ever gonna. Pay. <laughs> I was like, I'm just like they're just gonna be. I'll give them like the little bit that they want, yes, but I'm not. Yeah. I have no ever... intention of paying it off. No, no, and then hopefully they'll be forgiven or I'll die. Either, yeah. either, either, or either or way, either will happen. Yeah, you one just... or the other is going to happen. So, yeah. <laughs> or the economy will completely collapse in on itself, and uh, yeah, it won't yeah. matter. It won't matter. It won't matter. So many things <laughs> in my life I'm counting on. Just like I'm counting on apocalypse for everything. Like I don't need to save for retirement. No. We're all gonna die. <laughs> I I did have like a little uh, so irresponsible. So when I, I I when I worked those like few years in 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 the PR industry and communications, I like did have like a little four hundred one k. Yeah, was very little. Um, immediately took it out to like pay credit cards here. <laughs> like just uh, the most irresponsible thing ever. I think my friend did it. And he was like, "Yeah, do it. It's fine." And I was like, "Okay." Doesn't and I just work. like, <laughs> I I probably moved to LA in like the most ir- looking back like irresponsible Ooh, uh, manner. Yeah. Tell us about it. I I feel like, well, I I my my other baseline is like my when my boyfriend moved here, he told me he had saved up ten thousand dollars. What right? the fuck? And I was like. Holy shit! Like that's smart. I was like, you. I was like, what? Also, how? But yeah, I, I, I tried. I got a second job on top of my like really? full time job. Oh, dang. It was the one I learned at the Lego store. Oh yeah. Uh, and I did not save up ten thousand. I spent I so much of that. that. Yeah. That's insane. How did he? How, what, he just so, didn't spend any money. I guess like oh. he just like I don't know. But he, uh, I, which by the way, like it dwindled so. And he was right. Like, he got here and he didn't have a job. And so, like, it went away so fast. But at least he had that, like, little padding. Yeah. Whereas, like, I moved out here without a car. Co- the only thing I did have, which I was very lucky. I have a, I have my best friend from childhood that lived here. And she let me live with her rent-free for a little while. And so oh, I didn't. Yes. That's obviously a huge, a huge thing. Yeah. But I didn't have a car. I didn't have, like, anything. I didn't save. I, like, had very little savings. And I just, like got a credit card and I was just like I guess I'll just put it on here um, oh. so I feel like that was irresponsible but I mean that was it wasn't like an uninformed decision to move here but it was like financially I could have been not a piece of shit been, <laughs> no. you know a little more savvy maybe a little bit uh but so I mean but how did it end up working out for you how were those first few months how did it LA was, suit you it was really it was interesting because I tried to move to New York like even before comedy, I tried to move to New York like five or six times. Like, and every time, like, it just something, it just didn't work out. And I, like, 
either I didn't get a job or like I whatever, like some reason or another, like just didn't pan out. And so basically what happened was I was working at a company in Chicago and they laid me off and I was like, woo, I was like, severance. <laughs> uh, um, no, and I, and I was like, okay, I feel like this is like the world like telling me to, that I have to like, I already knew I wanted to leave, but I was like, it was sort of like pushing, <laughs> I got pushed out. Um, and uh, I spent the last like six months living in Chicago. I was like, I had an apartment, so I like nannied and I was just sort of like, okay, what am I going to do? Am I going to New York? Am I going to go to LA? I had a lot of my friends from college live in New York, so I was leaning that way. And I, the last time I went there, I had an interview for a job at A&E, like the network, but it like mm-hmm. was in like distribution. It like was something, it was like yeah. a foot in the door, but like a mile away from what you really want to be doing. And it was just the first time I went to New York. I love New York. I love to visit New York, but it was the first time I went there where like everything you hate about everyone everything people say they hate about new york was happening i was standing like waiting for an uber and two guys were like it was like fuck you man and they were like pushing each other and i was like i was so aggressive and it was like dirty and smelly and just like hot and i was like i don't know and i just got out of the interview which by the way i don't know if you guys ever did this i was lying about my address on my resume saying i already Uh, lived in new york so i used my friend's address in uh brooklyn somewhere And of course, this woman who's interviewing me looks at the resume and is like, oh my God, you live in like, I'm trying to think of a Brooklyn neighborhood, like what, Cobble Hill? Is that a place? I don't know. Uh (laughs) Park Slope. She was like, you're in Park Slope? And I was like, she's like, where are you at there? And I was like, um, in the Slope Park. I was like, "Uh, you know the park? Right there. Like I was like totally blanked and I, whatever. And I (laughs) didn't know what I was saying, but I I basically got out of the interview and I just like knew deep down that I was going to come to to LA and I was very lucky yeah my friend had been living here since we were 18 which is wild so I know can you imagine can you imagine moving I don't know when you guys moved here but yeah no 18 was not and you 18 you were 18 well for college you went to college that's different she just kind of she just moving out here for no reason would have been been yeah she ended up going to college here for a couple years but like it was it was a very to me it felt like the crazy I guess a different being from California but like if you're from the Midwest and your friend is like oh yeah oh yeah and then I moved here when I was 25, so she had already been here for, like, seven years, Dang. so it's a while. But, um, yeah, I, I came in, and I lived with her, and um, I what I tried to do, which I think is always a good thing, is, like, I reached out to, like, every single person I had ever, like, known to know someone or whatever, and um, I, I think I got really lucky because I did that, and then I ended up got, like, a PA job. Ended up working at Tosh.0, which was, like, my first big TV, quote-unquote, big, like, assistant TV job. And um, I got lucky in that it happened very fast. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, it was all, like, a huge – I, like, can't – still sometimes I'm, like, mind-boggling to, like, have, like, left – your family <laughs> like yeah. you know I just like I it's crazy it's like I I was thinking about because I was at LAX all ago and I was like thinking about when I moved out here I, I cried the entire way like Aww. the entire five hours I was sobbing <laughs> I was just like I mean yeah so it's I the one thing I would say about living here is that I wish that I was like a car ride away from home and yeah. not like a flight yeah you know, that, would, that would be nice but other than that, I, lo- I do love LA. I love it yeah, here, yeah. and I understand why people don't don't 
like it and yeah. why it sucks if you want to do this that you like quote unquote have to be here right but I like it yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean like it. I feel like I would live here regardless I would too yeah yeah, yeah. It's, I think it's pretty tight it's, yeah, yeah, I think it's, it's pretty a great tight. city yeah. I think it's a there's really a lot wrong city. there's, there's so a lot much, wrong. so much wrong yes. but we you know it's you know like, that wrong is gonna be everywhere but true, we've got true, like yeah. some, that wrong is everywhere we got some solid views on these freeways yes you're stuck in traffic but it's gorgeous it's pretty and I like the people yeah I like the state and I'm not yeah. I'm not fucking leaving. So, <laughs> even, so you can't make me pack my things and go back to the Midwest, okay? <laughs> even if I get fired. Uh, <laughs> Which is not going to happen. It's not no, going to happen. Um, That'd be crazy. <laughs> no, I, uh, I'm, we're lucky to have you. The comedy yes. community out here is fucking lucky to have you, Carly. You're so fucking Thanks, funny. Guys. Yes. I appreciate you guys inflating my ego. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's really nice of you. <laughs> um, but now we are going to ask. These are five things. Our, yeah. Every guest gets the same five questions okay. just because we talked about implementing segments. We were like, how could we do that? Yeah. What if we ask every guest I love the a same fucking segment. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, am yeah. I allowed to swear? I've been swearing the oh, whole yes. time. Oh, yes. Fuck yeah. yeah. Yes. I, although I am a clean comedian as we yes. established. But, yes. yeah. Know, <laughs> Very clean comedy. I have like one day a month where I'm not clean and no. this is it. So. Okay. okay. Yeah. Uh, it's like your, the per your period of cussing. Um, yes. <laughs> okay, first question is, what is your biggest influence in comedy? I know this is like such like a but like truly I think my my mom like just being so like very quick witted and always yeah, very sharp and I think like I have taken a lot from from the way she she interacts with people you know oh. and I also think that there's something like uh almost like I guess it's a defense mechanism to you know because you were like you know like all of us i'm sure were like made fun of or whatever and like but you always no. it's kind of like always having like a weapon with you when you can disarm someone with with yeah humor. and i think that's sort of how my mom is and i think like i take a lot from from that have you had to disarm people then oh, yeah. yeah who hasn't you know i just yeah i think like people can can it sort of feels like if your tongue is sharp that you are never like without sort of like a which makes me sound like people are horrible they're not they're not <laughs> people are not that bad but you always can like it's a way in with someone it's always a way to like relate to someone yeah. or like make someone feel comfortable when they're not feeling comfortable and I think it's a very like it's a tool yeah you know and so I think my mom has that not a lot of people like naturally have that uh that ability and she does so i took that from her oh, she's never gonna listen to this you guys she's never gonna make it this far in the podcast she'll listen to the first five minutes well, <laughs> like, and just send it to her well, what so far has been your best moment in comedy and what's been your worst yeah. moment in comedy <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> i think about that worst one <laughs> yeah i mean I, I would i have to say the best is obviously uh, the, uh, just for me the episode because it's something I've like actually worked toward for so long and yes. it was, it's like one of those things you you dream about or you think about having your name on and you finally get it and so that was like a very big uh, accomplishment um, worst <laughs> moment in comedy and <laughs> god all of them um, <laughs> I, uh, I, I guess the one that's coming to mind is like I was doing comedy for the first time in front of like someone who it, I was introduced to who's very funny and then like also my like 
like the person I was dating at the time, like their ex was okay. in this. It was like their ex and like, which this is a circumstantial, I guess, but like their ex and this person who I just introduced to who I found really funny. And I just like bombed the hardest I've ever bombed in my entire, oh. in my entire life. And I like, like it was like tunnel vision where I got off stage and I just like, Wa- it was like walking distance from my apartment. I like walked out and I just like walked home. Like I just like, didn't even like say anything to anyone. I just was like so like oh my god, uh, they'll never. Because and- it's like it's like also like you want to make an impression on people, and it's like oh, no, I'm not funny, and I have to go oh, and no. I can't rectify it. This is the impression I've made, and it was so, so I guess I don't know if that's really like comedy based or socially based. But, uh, that's the worst moment. <laughs> Hey, hype up a friend for us. Uh, maybe a friend that you uh, would like to see on this podcast, perhaps. That's a good one. Um, let me think. Uh, okay. What if I don't have any friends? Um, no. Uh, I- I'll give you a crush who's not here and I'll, like in Los Angeles, and I'll give you a crush that's here. Um, so my friend who I did my first ever sketch show with in, in- back in Chicago, uh, she's a stand-up. She's also an actress, and she's so funny. Her name is Allie Drapo, so you should look her up. She's hilarious, and I'm sure she would dial in if she could or if she's here sometime. She was here recently, so maybe she'll come back. But um, she's uniquely talented and has, like, just – I can't even really explain what she does because it's so specific to to her. But she's um, very, very funny and uh, definitely – would love to see her do more stuff and i this is maybe me trying baiting her to move to los angeles but she should um because she's so funny um and then someone here someone here um i'll say laura peak is very at a very funny oh yeah laura's friend and she's very funny and uh she's crushing it like she just came out here and she was a friend of carter started in nash did comedy in nashville and that's where they met and then she moved out here and that's how we we all met but oh she, sweet oh. Um, she's been somebody else has suggested her as well yeah, yeah she's great so. uh so you've now gotten to write an yes. episode of television yes. what's something you haven't yet done in your career yet that you're like that's like the next that thing. i want to do yeah mm-hmm I, I guess, like, I mean, this would be such a loft, like a later in life thing, but like, I would love to be able to, in some way, like, make something that I've written it become a show or like have it in some capacity just become something that's like a story from my, a, a personal story from my life, not just like a fun idea, I guess. Like, if you could not produce like your life story, but something from your life that you are doing and I, I think that's just on my brain I've been writing like a new uh I'm very into like the generational like trauma and like all that mm-hmm. stuff that's going on. and I think it'd be yeah. cool to have like some aspect of like uh, your your life or your family that you never thought would become like a show or something that people like can other people can watch and see yeah that's yeah. such a convoluted way to say like yes I want like a show someday but like <laughs> but yeah no I mean like I think you know there's a lot of there's more everyone has more stories than they think and i yeah. it'd be very cool to see one of them become a real thing yeah. yeah yeah that's that's actually really awesome when i think about that like uh 
like that's so ancient like that's an ancient thing to want your your story like your the story of like essentially your ancestors yeah. to be shared with the world yeah. totally i yeah i also recently my my aunt passed away who i loved and she i feel like unfortunately so she my dad passed away it was her his sister mm-hmm. and she was the last in that like clan of people to pass and I feel a lot of regret about, I've gotten a lot of stories. I had gotten a lot of stories from her, but not nearly the amount that I probably should have. And I do feel some regret that I like, I'm, there are stuff, there's stuff that dies with her now, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? That yeah. I don't have to like pass on or to like write. So um, maybe that's why it's like on my mind a little bit to like write all your family stories down and get everything down because one day you're, no, it's going to be yeah. gone. Yeah. Wow, that was depressing. Um. No, no. It's like, it's so true, though. It is. Yeah, Yeah, I think, and I was recently, you know, they always say write what you know, and I think a lot of times I'll be writing and I'll be writing something that I know is difficult because it's not something that I understand or have experienced. So I think it's important to, like, take the things, even if you reimagine it, take the things from your life and, like, turn it into something as opposed to, like, fishing into other people's stories or trying (laughs) to like make something from whole cloth when like there's so much I'm sure that you guys have both also experienced that you know oh yeah too much. Tell me if you guys want to cry. You guys want to all tear up. Like, oh my God. I can't believe we're doing this in here. I did say you guys were my therapist, though. That's so. yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. We do keep a box of tissues just in okay. case. It does occasionally get emotional. It That's does. You. Yeah, it does. <laughs> I, I personally can't cry, but it's so, it's so sweet that other people have feelings and emotions and are normal. An- antidepressants. I love that. Oh no, them. just my, just, just my, just me. Just uh, a cold, cold, dead heart. Right. <laughs> Just, just my dead insides. Um, uh, um, no, you are you are full of warmth and delight. Um, yeah. Is that the last question? No, no we got one more. One more. Okay, the okay. most important one. This is probably going to be our sound clip. So you know, pressure's on. Don't bomb. Okay, cool. uh, no. What is some advice that you have for people who are here? They're just starting out or are in the throes of doing comedy. Gosh. <laughs> so you're like, no and this is, this, is from, this is like from whatever is going on with you maybe some advice that you need to hear yourself right that's now that's a good point yeah, yeah. Um, that's usually usually what ends up really yeah. good yeah um, you know um, it's okay it sounds this sounds so cliche but it, like I was just talking I have a writers group and I was just texting them because I was like I'd been working on two different things that I kept like kind of spinning in, in circles around. And then I completely started something from scratch, like new, brand new, that wasn't something I was already working on. And I was like, is it okay to just like, which I know it's okay, but I needed someone to like maybe say it to me where I was like, is it okay to like trash these two things or like leave them to the side and just like start? Cause I do, I have a lot of like manic, like, I'll start something, I'll get like 10 pages in and I'll stop. Mm -hmm. And I do that all the time and it sucks and I don't want to be this way. I want to be someone who like finishes the thing I set out to do. But I guess if in any, in any level of comedy, whether you're just doing improv or you're just starting out or you're just doing sketch or stand up or whatever, like you're going to have like a plateau or you're going to like start and stop a project or something you're writing and like just to let it be okay to to take a minute and just to like be like okay that sucks I may not finish this thing or that sucks I may not like 
which I think a lot of people will tell you, like, no, you have to finish this. Like, mm-hmm. just finish it. And I think, like, a lot of times, sure, like, there are things that you need to get done with and, like, not procrastinate and finish or whatever and be on a deadline. But a lot of times it's, like, okay to abandon an idea and just move on. Yeah. And just keep doing other things or keep yeah. trying something new because, like, a lot the things you write that never come to fruition are just, like, a step on a ladder to getting to, like, the real thing that you – are supposed to be doing and I, I guess I keep saying writing because I'm referencing what I do but like I think it applies like I said I think it applies to like you didn't get so you didn't have everything you could to apply to like a fellowship or like a if you're an actor like if you wanted to be in the freaking CBS diversity <laughs> thing like it, just because like you set out to do something and it didn't happen or like you didn't have all the materials or the wherewithal to do it at that point it's like not the end of the road of like i have to quit comedy or i have to stop writing or whatever yeah such a long (laughs) another long road guys (laughs) what i'm here for (laughs) (laughs) it's another long road it's also true like you think about like like taking tests right and you have like 60 minutes or whatever to take a test Mm -hmm. uh and they tell you you know if you don't if you're stuck on a problem just move on because you'd rather like if you're stuck on a story yeah that's a really good analogy yeah say. it's like yeah. better yeah, just yeah. better to just move on to the next problem move on to the ones that you know that you can do and get done than to spend all this time yeah, like, wasting and feel, time yeah i'm feeling yeah. like shit about yourself like totally. oh i'm a failure but it's like look you did all these other fucking things yeah. <laughs> who gives a yeah. shit that's also, the most amount of cursing I've done in this show. Yeah. <laughs> Katie, I, I don't know if you feel this way, you know, and I, I'm sure you're right, too. Like, it's like mm-hmm. I'll set out to write something and I'm like, I will never finish this. And it's like, but that's crazy because I've finished multiple yeah. things and I know I'm capable of it. But it's like this weird block in your head where, like, I get to a point and I'm like, all right, here's about the point where I stop, you know, making progress on it or whatever. And I really have to, like, force myself to, like get past like the mental block of just like telling yourself you can't do something yeah mm-hmm. which jury is still out if i can but we'll uh, <laughs> yeah. we'll see you're doing it yeah. you're doing yeah. it yeah yeah guys. i'm really yeah. excited to see what you are working on and yes. i'm really fully confident that you will be a showrunner on oh that my project yes. Yes. yes i'm gonna i'm gonna showrun the ellen show <laughs> like I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna showrun the kelly clarkson morning show um no i mean that would be cool. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> that would be cool. Yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah. Thanks again for coming on. Thank you guys so much. This was so fun. Oh, thank um, I feel like we touched a lot of fun subjects. And mm-hmm. uh, thank you. <laughs> <I don't know>. <laughs> <laughs> Period Podcast Network is hosting its first virtual fundraiser this February 17th at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Our shows include Comedy Girl Crush, Tinseltown Tea, Comrade D Comics, Girl Boner, Elaine's Cooking, and yes, a stripper podcast. Join us for performances, comedy, giveaways, and so much more. Get your tickets on periodpodcastnetwork.com. Oh, well, Carly was so delightful. I feel like I said that several times. Oh my gosh. She is, um... She's truly like one of the funniest people I know, just like naturally. Yes. Very, very quick. Yes. She had very natural comedic uh, element to her. Mm -hmm. Great timing. This Can we cut this? (laughs) Yeah. No. What did I? Fuck what am you. I? Okay, it. that's fine. You keep it. I was like, what am I even the saying? Elements of she's comedy, comedic elements. Uh, I'm done. Uh, no, she was very cool, and 
Yes, I like what uh, the advice that she gave to herself slash us. Oh my gosh, dude. Yeah, yes. that's huge. Yes, that is. Though um, my problem is often uh, starting projects. Yeah. Like I, or like starting them, but very minimally and then just like letting it fester and ooze in my brain. And then, all right, sometime it's going to have to come out. I'm just going to need to, like, I'm going to need to get it out. Yeah. I don't know if that's how it works. The reason this is valuable for me is because, like, I'll do this thing. I get really excited about an idea, and I'll start working on it. And then I just, like, won't finish it because I lose excitement for it. But then I can't allow myself to start a new thing because I have this unfinished thing. (laughs) And I, like, feel guilty. It's like it's like this thing where I feel guilty for like trying to do something else while there's this unfinished project. And I'm like, well, I can't start this until I finish this. And I think I have this really intense mental block. That's just like, no, just move on to the thing. The next thing you're excited Mm -hmm. for. And then if this other thing gets you excited again, then go back to it. But don't like, you know, if you have a different idea and you're like, I want to get some of that down. I I think it's good to just be like, yeah, I can move on to the next thing. Yeah. Yeah, sort of like if you have a, if you don't have an appetite, like much of an appetite, but you need cheesecake right now, eat the fucking cheesecake because yeah. you need to eat something, right? Totally. <laughs> I don't know. But I think your analogy, like move on to the next thing, like that yeah. test analogy that you gave was so spot on to me because it's like, well, yeah, like if I'm stuck on this one project and I can't finish it, like what am I going to do? I'm just going to sit here working on this thing I can't finish yeah. and not allow myself to move on to other things because... I didn't finish this sci-fi pilot that I wrote because I fucking suck at sci-fi. I don't even read it. What was I thinking? (laughs) (laughs) And then you've got it that like, oh, if you figure out the answer to your problem in a natural way, then you can always come back to it. Yeah, absolutely. Like this only belongs to you. Yeah. It doesn't belong to anybody else right now. And nobody else has seen it. You don't owe that project to anyone. Yeah. Unless you do. And then you should finish it. Yeah, you should probably finish it. You signed a contract? Yeah. (laughs) Do you get some money for that? Then you should finish it. Yeah. Um, But if it's just like for your own... Yeah, your own personal creativity. I yeah. don't know. That that's I that's super helpful for me cuz yeah. I I struggle to move on from unfinished things. Uh, speaking of unfinished things, there's just one more thing we have to finish before we wrap up this episode. Chatting to you all about the Period Podcast Network and our upcoming fundraiser. Next week on oh Thursday, my God. the 17th. It's over Zoom. It is over Zoom. So you can watch it from your uh bathtub yeah please do please you don't have to turn your video on either yeah you don't you really don't uh anyways it's gonna be really great and a great way to support underrepresented people in podcasting and we would really appreciate it if you tuned in or just gave us your money please check our socials for the link uh there will be i think it's tickets but i believe it's by donation yeah it's going to be worth your time. But it will be absolutely worth your time. There's going to be great performances, um, stripper performances, a history of black burlesque, some prizes, a yes. comic book giveaway, um, some really cool stuff happening. So yes. some stand-up. Oh, my God. Y'all, it's going to be fucking dope. Dope. And you're dope, too. You're dope for listening to Comedy Girl Crush. You're dope for supporting underrepresented people in podcasts, for leaving us a review on uh, Apple Podcasts. And uh, hey, (laughs) y'all. 
keep crushing it. it. (laughs) And now we want to take a second to talk to you about a new book that's out called With Pleasure, Managing Trauma Triggers for More Vibrant Sex and Relationships. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, It was written by uh, the sexuality journalist and host of the Girl Boner podcast, which is here on the Period Podcast Network, August McLaughlin, and co-written by the trauma-informed sex therapist, Jamila Dawson. This book is a great companion for anyone experiencing the effects of trauma. It explores pleasure, relationships, and community as worthy and essential antidotes in trying times. Some of the things in the book include true survivor stories, expert insight, writing prompts, and grounding exercises, and it is a much-needed alternative to harmful self-help ideologies that instruct people to change their thoughts or choose to be happy. Boo. Uh, boo. (laughs) Instead, Dawson and McLaughlin encourage readers to respect their feelings, understand the complexities of a society and systems that fuel trauma, it fosters self-compassion, and to embrace pleasure so if you want to embrace your pleasure go on chicagoreviewpress.com forward slash with pleasure you'll get a discount we'll get a commission and you'll be supporting jamila and august and supporting yourself in your journey towards pleasure comedy girl crush was created by nikki urban is edited by kate siegel is produced by kate siegel mackenzie mazelle and the period podcast network our music is by rena hundert and our artwork is by ariel alter and that's on period network <laughs>